We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a beat poet. Name. Name your. Name your price. Ah. A tool, an idea, an inspiration to do more than just say what you want to pay. Oh, no, but to see the options that could fit your budget. <sighs> Steve. Steve, enough bongos. Find car insurance that fits your budget at Progressive.com. Makes me want to dance. Steve! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I signed up for like five contests and none of them ran because I was the only person in it. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast with Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basil. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We're chatting MLS again. 
this is Andrew Laird. I'm joined this week by J.D. Bazo as Skylar Redpath has uh, away on, we'll call it paternity leave as if uh, podcasting about MLS is a full-time job and he gets benefits for it. But uh, <laughs> Skylar, we we'll hope uh, everything is going well. And J.D., I, I was really hoping Skylar would be on this week because we had such a wonderful conversation last week about Will Bruin and Chris Wondolowski. And I wanted to give Skylar all the credit he deserves for making those calls because I'm pretty sure both of those guys want him a, a good amount of money. I, I threw in, uh, I had a, few, a number of lineups last weekend and only one of them was uh, included those two. And I did it only because, uh, as I tweeted, and I think you saw it, that I didn't want karma to come back and bite me. And, uh, of course, that was the one that scored the most points. Some of that had to do with the Sporting KC rainout, which, man, was ever lightning out. Boy, was that frustrating. Yeah, that I mean that you? that killed a lot of people's weekends, including mine. Ugh. So, yeah, it was I was so excited about the Dom Dwyer Fellheiber combo, and then yep, just nothing. I remember watching. I saw that it was delayed, and I was like, okay, that you know that happens. I think it happened at Dallas earlier this year, maybe Houston, and uh, they ended up playing. Or no, I, yeah, it was at Dallas, yeah, Dallas, Toronto, Dallas. Right? Yeah, yep. when Giovinco scored twice after I went to sleep, but uh, that was that was a nice way to wake up. But unfortunately, <laughs> that. That Sporting KC one uh, didn't go through, but we'll yeah. get to them in a minute. Uh, we're going to just jump right into the games. Uh, Friday night has uh, two pretty good ones. I, I'd call one better than the other. The first is Chicago at Columbus. And uh, we, I'm looking at the rankings. We all pretty much went straight across the board with Kay Kamara. Uh, you know, I'm not sure there, you could, anybody could really make uh, a case either way or in, against him. Is there somebody else that you like from this game that, that you think may uh, be a choice over Kamara? Um, probably not in this game, especially now. If we're talking at forward anyway, um, all the Columbus players have been moved into the midfield. Um, Chicago presents some interesting options, and in fact, they've scored in five of their last six games. They sure have. And Columbus isn't exactly a rock-solid defense these days. That's true, and Columbus has only scored in three of their last six, but that's kind of just getting fancy with the numbers. Um, Columbus should um, handle Chicago pretty easily, but I feel like you're going to have to you take somebody from Chicago on this slate, so maybe David Akam. Uh, Harry Ships just keeps climbing up there in price, so Akam really provides a nice flex option uh, to be able to afford maybe Kamara and Keane, or Kamara and uh, Giles Barnes. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's almost like ship is getting too expensive that it's just not it's just not worth it. Although maybe on a short slate, he kind of justifies it. But I'm looking eighty two hundred on on DraftKings is hardly a cheap price. Um, and he hasn't really backed it up uh, recently either. His price for sure, for sure. And so I'm not sure that he'll be in any of my. Uh, Friday lineups, at least on uh, on DraftKings. I'm trying to see quickly here. Yeah, nine million on Mondo goes a, a little more attractive because their pricing goes so much higher. But um, yep. I'm not sure that's. Uh, I think after uh, a calm, you're kind of uh, just going grasping at straws. At, at least uh, unless you like a guy like Jovan Jones, I guess, with the for the cross ability. Would you consider that one? Yeah, I think I definitely consider Jovan Jones. It'll, I believe he'll be lining up on the same side where they had troubles last week against uh, San Jose with um, 
Uh, I forget the guy's name back there. He's filling in a right back for uh, now, that, fill in. <laughs> now that Gron is out. But he had a he had a great first game and last game he really struggled against Shea Salinas and um Jordan Stewart, so yeah, or se- Sean Francis maybe. Yeah. The uh it seems like the other game is probably where most people are gonna fill their lineups. At least well, it's one of these things that uh, you get Houston maybe you know, they continue to confuse me. Um, and it's all led by the the Giles Barnes confusion that his upside is just so good, but they can go silent. And uh, is it possible that they go silent against a, a relatively good L.A. defense? Yeah, I think so. A lot of people are going to look at last week when uh, Orlando beat L.A. four to uh, zero. Yeah, but that was a last, shocker. yeah, but that uh, Los Angeles Galaxy lineup was. Really poor. I think any team in the league could have beat them um, <laughs> pretty regularly with that lineup. Um, Omar Gonzalez wasn't in. That's right. a huge factor. He should so, be back, though, right? I believe I saw that. He... That's correct. Yeah. And and also, I mean, LA's going to have Robbie Keane back. Their attack is certainly going to be um, helping them out a little bit. So I, I like Los Angeles this week. I don't think they're going to let in too many goals. But Giles Barnes is always uh, a solid play. He's going to get the shots. Um, and really, there's not many other options on Houston. Maybe Brad Davis, um, if you like him to get an assist or a, a free kick um, of some sort. But Houston's a, a terribly boring team for daily fantasy. <laughs> so uh, in your rankings and the name of, or, you know, the names that you just listed there, Will Bruin was, again, quite absent from that list. Um, he's got, what, uh, three goals in the last two games, but you're still not buying. Yeah, you know, I, I actually, I'm buying into Will Bruin a little bit in terms of being a valuable member of the Houston Dynamo once again, which he <laughs> hasn't been for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just is playing with confidence. Skylar brought that up on Twitter. Um, he's getting into good spots and he's really hustling, but if you're playing Omar Gonzalez, once again, Will Bruin, um, his aerial ability is going to be kind of suffocate a little bit. And I just, if he scores in three straight games, something's wrong. <laughs> um, I did leave him off, but he would have been he would have been close if we ranked a couple more players. So one of the guys that you did rank, uh, well, obviously ahead of him because you didn't rank him, was uh, Gaiasi Zardis, who I feel like hasn't, well, not I feel like. He really hasn't done much at all this season. I think it's two goals and no assists so far. Is the return of Keane the reason that you think uh, Zardes is a better play than, than Bruin? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's probably the primary reason. But also Zardes is just, he's a good player. And he, right now, I mean, you're hearing a lot of talk about the national team and the yep. Gold Cup and who's yep. going to replace Josie Altidore. And Zardes is one of the names people are talking about, which I find kind of odd because he hasn't really been producing in MLS, but (laughs) just, I mean, that speaks to that. He's a pretty talented player. He still deserves to be in the conversation for your fantasy lineups, even though he hasn't been producing recently. Yeah. The talk about him replacing uh, Josie seems a little weird to me only because he doesn't really play that single striker up, you know, by himself that, that Josie tends to, at least for the national team. So uh, I'm not even convinced that Zardes has that game in him as opposed to playing more out on the on the left side, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, no, I mean, it's an interesting conversation with tactics, and they'll probably just 
switch it up. I'm not, I mean, Josie's great at what he does, but is that perhaps what a soccer team needs in a forward? I, I don't know. That's a conversation for a whole separate podcast. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but it seems like we went across the board with Steve Clark and goal for Friday night. Um, yep. Other than, and Pineda was right after that. So I'm not sure you're, you know, obviously those are the top two options that we saw, but um, do you think there's a shutout on Friday? Um, yeah, I think there could be. Um, what DraftKings did with keepers is really interesting. They made the two um, favorites in Los Angeles and Columbus. Their goalies are 5500 and the other guys are $2,000 cheaper. Yeah, it's, it's so, a huge drop. Yeah, so if maybe you want to gamble that Los Angeles is still kind of getting back into the swing of things offensively with Keane coming back, uh, Tyler Derrick is a is a decent option at thirty five hundred. Yeah, I thought so too. That I that that's the one that I would go after. I I, I don't trust Sean Johnson against Columbus. No, I wouldn't as, either. Yeah, I mean Derrick has been kind of up and down this year. He's one of those. I I feel like he's kind of in that Joe Hart range where he can make the great save, but he doesn't always make the good you know the the easy ones. Right. And so, but yeah, thirty five hundred. That's that's a heck of a price for you know if he can keep it to one goal that you know. You know, two saves or something, and you could, you could pretty much get your thirty five hundred bucks worth. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens on that one. Um, so speaking of Josie, I'll I'll hop into Saturday now because the first game is Portland at Toronto. So uh, we had briefly uh, kind of exchanged some tweets about how Toronto responds, and you had the 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 belief that it actually would open up more for Michael Bradley which is kind of an interesting thing because I feel like, I mean, I, obviously Michael Bradley is well known throughout, um, you know, U.S. soccer, and he doesn't really um, produce consistently for fantasy purposes. But uh, you think that he's going to actually move up into more of an attacking role. So you're obviously ranking him a lot higher than we've had in, in previous weeks. Do you think he's he'll just move up kind of in his current position, or do you think he'll actually be you know, starting as an attacking midfielder. Sure. Well, there's some weeks I haven't even ranked Bradley uh, yeah. in our in our midfielders, and this week I think I have him fairly high. Maybe I, I think yes, I put him number I six. six. Yeah, six is pretty pretty high. Yeah. So um, I do think that Bradley is going to be positioned a bit higher up the field, but I think it's a necessity for Toronto for Bradley to just get up the field more now that Josie's out. Um, someone has to help Javinko. Um, I think they have players centrally that can kind of hold down the fort in uh, Benoit Sheru, and it can really just release Bradley to kind of get up the field more. Um, they're they're going to need him, absolutely, 100%. And Jovinko's great, but he can't do it all by himself. Uh, the other player I would look to is Jonathan Osorio, um, probably playing on the wing. Um, he has a lot of potential, but he also played... Uh, I think eighty some minutes this weekend and got zero DraftKings points. Yeah, that, so. it was it was a lot. That's a lot of playing time for zero points. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> he's kind of more of a shot in the dark. And on Saturday, there's probably other options you'd rather be looking at. So Skyler mentioned on Twitter that he thought Luke Moore would slot right in. Um, Luke Moore's only thirty seven hundred on DraftKings. He played, uh, seeing sixty nine minutes last weekend, got a grand total of two points. Do you think that if he starts, is that a worthy investment at only thirty seven hundred bucks? Yeah, had I checked out the pricing when I was doing the rankings last night, I think Luke Moore would have made my forwards list at thirty seven hundred. You almost have to take a chance. 
um, at least in one one or two of your lineups. Um, he, he's not terrible. He's just not um, exactly what I look for. He's kind of the boring, hold up the ball, um, hope he can poach a goal um, type of forward. Yeah, you he's, almost have to hope that Giovinco takes a shot and he just happens to get in front of it and get a deflected goal or something. Yeah, that's interesting. I was thinking about it earlier, and uh, growing up in Pittsburgh, um, they always said that when you played online with Mario Lemieux in hockey, um, that he could get a traffic goal to, or a traffic cone to like forty goals in a season, <laughs> um, which Kevin Stevens kind of was sometimes. <laughs> but uh, so that's kind of what I thought of. I was thinking Jovinko just comes down the wing and throws that ball in there, and he could just bounce it off Luke Moore and. It could go in without more even knowing it hit him. Right, right. Hits him in the back and just happens to go in. But yeah, I mean, Luke Moore's a little better than that, realistically. But uh, but yeah, he's not the best option, but he's a great great price this weekend. Yeah, that's that seems too cheap to to not at least have in one lineup. Yeah. Um, on the other side, it seems like we we keep looking for a consistent Portland option, um, mostly in that in that midfield role, where do you, where do you look the first time? I mean, obviously uh, Diego Valeri is going to be the, the, the immediate one, but are you trusting guys like Adi or, or Wallace yet? I, I feel like every time I have one of them in my lineup, I get two points. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, Valeri's price is still criminally under, underpriced. Um, it's just 6,700. He should probably be a lock in the midfield against a, a weak Toronto team, um, defensively that is, and offensively if you look at the statistics, I guess. Um, but I do like Audi this week. I think he can overpower the uh, the center of the field there against Toronto, and um, you know he's just kind of fighting for some playing time. And he he is a really quality player. Um, he goes under the radar a lot, um, so I like him. And Wallace, I, I also actually like this week because he has a lot of speed and can get down the wings where Toronto really struggles. Yeah, uh, well, no, we were talking before the podcast how Mondogol has really um, nailed their pricing recently. Valeri is at $15 million, which um, is pretty hefty. For, <laughs> for, uh, yeah, it is. That he's actually the second highest priced right behind... Uh, Dempsey. Dempsey, I don't want to say right behind. He's $3.9 million behind, but... Yeah, I mean he's he's literally number two. So you also ranked uh, Alvis Powell pretty high, which I I totally agree with. Is there? Do you think that uh, Josie's app? Not that Josie was you know scoring that many goals, but do you think Powell has a clean sheet in him, or are you playing him mostly just for the for the cross and, and offensive potential? I think Portland could definitely get a clean sheet. They've been playing really good soccer lately. Um, they look vastly improved, and they were already good defensively. Uh, Toronto, it's very possible they just won't be able to figure things out um, for a couple weeks without Josie. Um, Jovinka is always super dangerous, obviously, but but Portland definitely could get a clean sheet. And um, Powell offensively against Toronto has as much potential as almost any defender on the slate, um, probably disregarding Chris Tierney. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, moving next is DC United at New England, and the Revs got absolutely destroyed uh, last night, Wednesday night. We're taping this on a Thursday. Uh, we got the the goal from Juan Agudelo that looked like that was that they were going to run away with it, and then a whole lot of nothing after that. Charlie Davies was 
partially rested. He didn't start, and then he came on later and actually picked up an assist. Um, so who do you like more in this one? Do you like Agudelo or do you like Davies? Um, if I have to pick, I like Davies. I think he, he's just on a roll. I We've talked about it before on the podcast where, um, you know, I kind of prefer Davies usually just because he gets higher up the field mm-hmm. um, more. He plays more centrally, um, has a better connection with Lee, Lee Wynn. So I think you go with Davies, but what's what's the price difference here? Let me look it up. Davies is 600 more. So, yeah, I still think I'd go with Davies over Agadello this weekend. And that's relatively recent, right? I think wasn't Agudelo more for a while? Maybe at the beginning of the year, yeah. Yeah, so the the other guy I want to talk about that you just mentioned was Lee Wynn, who uh, he's 8500 bucks this week. Um, and he really just hasn't been playing that well. Um, he's got one goal, I believe, in his last, or I think he's got one goal this season and two assists. Yep. And... He's obviously one of these guys who's very important to the team, but is it time to start kind of ignoring him for fantasy purposes? I don't think so. Um, It's very tough to pay 8,500 for him on a large slate with a lot of other options, but um, he's one of those players that he's going to win somebody a a tournament one of these weekends because everyone decides he's too expensive, not producing as much as people think he should be, and he's just going to go have a have a two-goal, five-shot, couple cross games. I mean, he still draws fouls like crazy. Um, I I don't know if he's maybe a little injured. He he definitely doesn't feel as active as he was for most of last season. Yeah. But I, I still really rate him as a player. He He's still very good. Yeah, his salary is almost a full $1,000 more this week than he was just three weeks ago against uh, Salt Lake, which I, I noticed like that the yeah. production isn't isn't necessarily there to justify it, but <clears throat> maybe the guys at DraftKings think he's due just like, uh, just like you are. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I struggle to, to spend that much. I mean, he's the second highest priced guy on, on the Saturday slate for, for, for midfield, uh, for midfield, which, you know, that's, that's a decent, that's a decent price. Um, meaning it's a pretty high price. He's right. Um, 12.4 on, on Mondo goal, which, you know, obviously, which I'm, I'm looking at least at the full weekend game. So he's pretty, you know, still pretty expensive. He'll be the third highest, I think, on Saturday. Um, on that I'll say, one, but. I'll, <clears throat> sorry, I'll say this about the midfielders on DraftKings this weekend. There, there's a deceptively small amount that I would really want to play um, in terms of the high priced options. Maybe uh, Mauro Diaz, Pedro Morales, then you have Valeri, but. Uh, I don't know if I'm looking at too many other uh, high-priced options. Um, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Uh, I, my list went a little deeper just because um, I'm maybe I'm just swayed by how well uh, Filehyper played the other night. Right. But And the one that I keep looking at, which, before we do that, do you have anyone on DC United that you would play in this game? Yeah, I'd play, um, I think DC United attack could be uh, sneaky. Um, Espindola probably isn't going to play, but Chris Rolfe has been um, flying under the radar as one of the better players in MLS um, over the last month at least. Um, so I'd definitely consider Rolfe, um, maybe Pontius. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rolfe yeah, is only 7800 bucks, and he's. I think that's like the 
tenth highest priced forward, maybe even more than that. Oh yeah, he's probably even further than that. Yeah, and uh, Miguel <clears throat> Aguilar got a start last week, and he is minimum price in the midfield. He's a talented young player. All right, well that's certainly good. I kind of agree with that. I don't think new, you know. I never looked at the revs, certainly even at um, at Gillette Stadium as a place not to to play attacking players. So I like that. So anyway, so we'll get to to Dallas at Montreal, um, where we kind of mentioned um, uh, Diaz a bit as one of the options, one of the midfield options. But the other one that I look at in this range, and he's I think about let's see where are we he's eight hundred bucks cheaper than Diaz is is Ignacio Piatti, who we've talked about kind of on every one of these podcasts, but. Uh, it it kind of makes me think is is Montreal much better than we all gave them credit for? Yeah, I mean, I think I've been saying that uh, all season that Mon- yeah. Montreal wasn't uh, nearly as terrible as people are claiming. But now that everybody is kind of warming up to them, I think I'm going to be cooling off at least this week. Um, Dallas is just a, a really good team, and Montreal is just uh, they're not a very deep team. I'm. I'm struggling to see how they how they have another game like last week where they won four to one against yeah. uh, Salt Lake. Um, that was a shocker. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, uh, Romero is a, a really good midfielder that I don't think we've mentioned once on the on the podcast. Um, but in terms of daily fantasy performances, he's probably not going to match his two goals um, many more times <laughs> this season. Um, Piotti Piotti's a good a good look, but I, I don't know that I'm buying into Montreal too much, even at home this week. Yeah. I, I was looking at, um, whatever the, the bigger contest was last, they play Saturday, right? Yeah. Last week. Right. So it was the 327 entries and Romero was on three rosters. <laughs> and so it's like, I wonder if he'll be more heavily on this week for people kind of believing in the, the two goals as something to come as opposed to, more of a fluke. Right. I guess I should mention, um, I forgot that Dominic Adoro is, looks like he's going to be out a while, I yeah. believe. So that that's just another a knock to their attack. They've already lost Justin Mapp. They lost uh, Caleb Porter. I, I think I'm forgetting somebody else even. And Jack McInerney is, uh, is occasionally very good, but I don't trust him at all to lead their front line. Certainly not on a, on a slate this bit, you know, on the bigger slate. Right. And and one more note about this game. I don't know if you're going to get to it or not, but um, I don't know who Dallas is going to start in goal, if it's Kennedy or, yeah. or Chris Seitz. Um, but both of them are, are cheap prices relative to their clean sheet potential. I, I, I totally agree. And Seitz, I think, yeah, Seitz is 3000 which is, right. I mean, you don't get much cheaper than that in terms of a starting goalie. So, yeah, and he's he's almost as good as Kennedy, if not as good. Um, but Kennedy, I guess, has been letting in a, some more goals recently, and Seitz is returning from injury. I think he should be pretty much fully healthy. Does it seem like there's been a lot of goalie turnover this season, or is it just me? Well, in MLS, there there often is. Um, I guess because they're they're just not spectacular, but they're all pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So um, there there has been a lot. And I think there's probably going to continue to be a lot. So how often do you pick a goalie because of the goalie as opposed to the matchup? So like if RSL, you know, this weekend playing home against New York City FC, if Armando's not starting, is that okay? Do you still stay with that game? 
Uh, do I still stay with Ramondo's backup, right. Nella? Right. Uh, well, I I do like him as a goalie, first of all. Um, I I think I definitely consider him. I I I do look at the goalie uh, as an individual, but I also look at his um, the defenders in front of him. They sure. have to be solid. Um, but yeah, it's it's not always the matchup because if the goalie's a um, a spectacular player, you're going to get a lot of save points, even if he lets in a goal or two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I think you do have to definitely look at talent as well, just not just the matchup. Yeah, I wonder how much how different we'd play if it just said Real Salt Lake goalie as opposed to <laughs> Ramondo or uh, Atnella. But so the Dallas attacking options, and there are a lot of them. Uh, at least it feels like there are because they keep scoring. If you could only have one midfielder or forward, so I'm really talking about Perez, Diaz, or Castillo, unless it's a fourth one that you, you prefer, who do you start with? Um, well, P- Perez, we've already talked about, isn't a, a weekly favorite of mine. Yes. Um, Diaz has been playing really well, but Castillo is just one of the best talents in the league. And even though his price is getting way up there, he still was probably at the top of my list. Um, if, if I can fit his price in, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. He's at an even 10,000 this week, which that's a, a, a range that not many people get to. Yeah. Um, it's now, only three this week. It's Dempsey, Giovinco and, and Castillo. So. Right. That said, he is behind, uh, Dempsey and Javinko for me. Right, so, so appropriately priced. Right. Um, and Diaz, not that you get the same production from, although two of the last three you certainly would. Um, Diaz is only 8,200 and is behind Morales, who we'll get to, and then Lee Wynn, who you think is, is going to break out at some point. Um, although I, I'm seeing Vancouver at Colorado next on my list, so we can go right into Pedro Morales. Um, sure. <clears throat> so he to me at least, is the clear-cut number one in in DraftKings at least because um, Dempsey's a, a forward in DraftKings. In, in Mondo goal, it's a little different. But um, in fact, Morales, is the, I, I'm having trouble with the Mondo goal scoring in terms of, uh, or not so much scoring as just the, the positional um, situation just because we have Giles Barnes, uh, Morales, they're both... Well, Morales, obviously, but Barnes and Dempsey are, are midfielders. Uh, so that it's almost like you don't have as much talent on the forwards in Mondo goal uh-huh. to the point where I wonder if it's worth not playing a 3-4-3, which is kind of what I I always play. I feel like you can almost get just as much if you play two and then uh, you know, five, five, mid. yeah, five mids. Yeah, I think I've done that uh, kind of recently on Mondo goal. It's definitely in consideration. Yeah. The mostly because I just feel like you can get away with choosing just one of the one of the top ones, most because you're essentially getting another forward when you choose a guy like Barnes or, or Dempsey as a, as a midfielder. But um, so Morales is is you know the top midfielder, not named Dempsey. Who else do you like in this one? Do you are you willing to go with somebody like uh, Gabriel Torres or Dylan Powers, or do you stick to the Vancouver side? Um, I think Vancouver definitely should should have a great game against Colorado. But what, what troubles me is it's really tough to pick the players from Vancouver yeah. um, each week. And I'm always drawn towards the 
kind of the cheaper options in uh, Kakuta Mane or um, Darren Maddox, Maddox yeah. and now Christian Takera as well, um, who's I think is very underpriced for being such an explosive player. I think he's five foot four, but he's one of the fastest people in the league already. It looks like um, he's only four thousand. So I'm I'm really drawn to trying to pick one of those guys and get them in my lineup rather than Morales or Rivero. But they're all great options this week. I probably would um, – it'd probably depend where I was spending elsewhere in my lineup if I went Morales or Rivero. Um, if you really made me choose, I would take uh, Morales. <laughs> that was definitely my next question. Um, um, and Colorado, yeah. if we want to, if we want to look at them, they have two new forwards this week that are available. One of which is Kevin Doyle mm-hmm. uh, yep. for four for four thousand, and the other is Luis Solignac, um, who I don't know that much about, but he sounds promising, and he is minimum price, and it sounds like he is ready to get on the field and uh, and start to play. So I'd probably consider those two cheap options as a third forward before I considered Torres or Powers, not just because I don't like Torres or Powers, but because for half as much uh, salary, you get probably equal potential. Do you think Doyle starts right away? I think Selignac starts this week, but okay. it, it could be Doyle, and that's also a concern is one gets subbed out for the other in like the 60th minute. Mm-hmm. So it it should be interesting. Doyle just got here, got to Colorado a couple of days ago, I believe. So I'm not sure they'll start him just yeah, yet. It does seem rather quick, especially since we're. I mean, obviously, um, the Premier League is still going, but there was no talk of Lampard or Gerard playing until July. I feel like so. It seems like right. Doyle's coming off of a, a rather long season. Where was he? What was he at? Uh, Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton, yeah. right? Yeah. So. They let him go early once they're – I think they lost the, the promotion fight yep. a couple weeks early. They just let him leave. Yeah. But it still seemed a little little. Yeah, it's nice, that guess... he's, it's nice that he's here. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, jumping next, Sporting KC at Seattle. So we kind of touched on a little earlier about how Sporting just crushed uh, the Revs this week. And uh, Christian Nemeth had – I believe he had two goals. Yep. And you have him ranked 14th this week. Is there, do you think it was a fluke or like is the fort was the 14th a pity ranking because he scored those two or do you think he actually could keep it going? I think he could keep it going. The, the reason he's not higher, I think I, on Twitter earlier this year, I gave him a little shout out yeah. as a good, a good replacement option. And he scored, but He's just an opportunistic player. He's not dominant athletically. He's not um, – he's skilled, but he's not um, someone that's going to go out there and break people's legs with his uh, dribbling. So he, he's a great option for the price, but he's he's never going to be at the top of my, my list of options. <laughs> Fair enough. Seattle Seattle's defense definitely could be um, taken advantage of by Nemeth, though. Brad Evans is a little shaky in the middle there. Yeah, and – um, looking at sort of the other options, Dom Dwyer obviously had a, a pretty solid game, although uh, that penalty he drew was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in, in <laughs> professional soccer. I, it, it was astonishing how he didn't even think it was a, a, let alone a foul, let alone a penalty. I can, He obviously uh, knew he was right. in the box, but 
Well, Luke Mulholland had a similar situation uh, earlier this year. He just kind of had to walk away. He couldn't believe he drew the penalty. Um, MLS officiating is um, at times perplexing, most yeah. mostly com- perplexing. Um, but last year there was probably twice as many at least penalties called by this point in the season. So last year was really strange. So we're getting better at least, I, I suppose we can put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah. So – Excuse me. Foul Harbor is pretty high on your rankings. He's fifth in the midfielders. And you have Dwyer seventh for your forwards. Uh, Dwyer actually seems like he's, I don't want to call him a value play because he's not that cheap, but he is much, you know, he's cheaper than, you know, David Villa or Rivero or Davies. Do you think he's worth a look at uh, 8,400? Definitely. I think I've been a, a big fan of Dwyer all season, kind of sticking with him when uh, things weren't going that well for him. And he's just he's just a workhorse. He he loves to go get the ball, and he uh, never is afraid to shoot it. He might not be capitalizing at the greatest rate, but I think he's always a threat, especially when you're getting balls from Benny Failhopper, who is – he just keeps being one of the best playmakers in the league and – once again, I'm going to be extremely disappointed if he's not on the Gold Cup roster for the United States. Yeah, that's. I feel like he he certainly should at least be in consideration. You don't really hear enough about him, but especially over Mix Discarude, who continues to be extremely overrated. Yeah, we uh, obviously being in New York, I have seen quite a bit about Mix, and he just hasn't uh, he hasn't even even come close to to being what they thought they were buying it b- before they got him. There was a talk that, that New York city FC were, were interested in him. And, uh, my friend, Steve and I were keep, we're talking about how he would be a fine addition, but there's no way he could be a designated player. And right. thankfully they got him without one, which, uh, has able, you know, kept one spot open. I'm not sure they're going to fill it this year, but, but yeah, he's been, uh, disappointing is definitely the, the appropriate, word for mix and uh yeah i think failhopper the the ball that he threw in um that he just whipped in the free kick that he whipped in last night to nemeth was just such a classic um you know right where right where the ball was placed it was kind of i think taylor twelman was kind of explaining how it's the toughest ball to defend and the easiest ball to score on and then bam scores right scores (laughs) almost right away um yeah dwyer that dwyer's goal was was fantastic as well do you think there's any way that they they get a bit of a rest having played Wednesday? Um, I don't I don't think so. They're in Seattle, um, which is a big game. Um, you always kind of want to go into Seattle and and beat them. Um, I don't know. Seattle just gives us a little bit of a an arrogant vibe that all the other teams thrive off of playing against. I think um, they might not start since it, it is a really quick turnaround, but. But I th- I think they'll be in. Uh, Kansas City's got some injuries, and they need their best players on the field. So speaking of best players, Obafemi Martins is out. Yeah. As far as I as I see, so a little more pressure on Dempsey. You um you ranked Nagel ahead of uh, Marco Papa. Uh, so are they both decent plays this week, or do you really just like Nagel? They're definitely both decent plays. I think I'm I'm usually the lowest on Nagel out of possibly the entire um, daily fantasy community, but <laughs> he's just going to get a little higher up the field than Papa with uh, Martins being out. 
So, so Nagel's a great option. Papa is more expensive, and I I think given Nagel's increased opportunity, um, and at a lower price, you have to really consider him more than Papa this weekend. And Dempsey's obviously a much must play. Pretty much. I mean, Dempsey's just, he's always, it's going to be a rare weekend when he's not at the top of my rankings. He's, he's just playing so well. Yeah. He, he kept that streak going of having a goal or an assist, although he didn't do a, a lot last weekend at Vancouver. I mean, they obviously got a, got a win. So that was good for them, although it doesn't really help us fantasy players, but it was an, an interesting single digit scoring output for a guy who also had an assist. You, you don't see that a whole lot. Especially a guy like Dempsey, who tends to take a, a good number of shots. But were they a man down in that game, uh, or was it the other way around? Was Vancouver? And... I thought it was the other way around, but I could be wrong about that. <laughs> could be wrong. But all right, I don't know. We'll, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Do you think he he keeps that streak going? I mean, he must if you think he's the top play this week. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a great bet too, as good a bet as anybody. Um, Dempsey does have those games though where he's quiet for eighty nine minutes and. And all it takes is one, and it's kind of disappointing to watch. Um, you get all excited to watch a, a soccer game with Seattle, <laughs> and uh, yeah, sometimes Dempsey just floats around like he is just collecting his paycheck, and other times he's brilliant. Yeah, that's a that's a great observation because you you it's almost like they want to have the camera on him all the time, and they almost shouldn't because sometimes he's just kind of jogging around, and you don't yeah. necessarily want to see that. So. Um, He's a frustrating player to be a, a fan of, both for the national team and in Major League Soccer. Do you touch any defensive options in this one? Um, maybe Tyrone Mears. He's expensive, yeah. but I think Kansas sure City, is. they have some uh, some injuries in the defense and out wide. And I think um, if they're tired, that could be taken advantage of. Um, Dylan Remick's not a bad option on the other side, but he just doesn't have the pedigree that Mears does. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to move to this next game. Speaking of expensive, it's uh, New York City FC at Real Salt Lake. Jordan Allen, who was a um, a sleeper earlier this season, has seen his price jump from 2,800 to 5,900. Now <laughs> he's 6,500 this week, which obviously we're going to stay away. I believe he's in New Zealand at this point. Yeah. Um, so. Everybody who's listening, don't get don't get caught up by that. But sixty five hundred for a defender is such an absurd price. But I also think he may have been a midfielder last week. I was going to say that this this is really confusing. Yeah. They got they got the switch kind of right because he's actually playing as a forward <laughs> or I, out wide in Salt Lake's four three three. Right. Um, so they half moved him to a midfielder, and where he was probably never going to be considered. And now they moved him back to a defender and just jacked his price up yep. very high. Um, I, I think Skyler and you both kind of—I don't want to say complained, but oh, I definitely um, complained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Skyler with the inside uh, connection there at DraftKings, he got him to switch it back. <laughs> yeah, right. It was just—I uh, remember searching. I specifically searched him out. I, I went to the defenders. Uh, pay, you know. I filtered by defenders, typed in A-L-L-E-N, and nothing showed up. And I said, <laughs> I, I looked, maybe I had the wrong day. And then I went to the all, and I saw that he was a mid. It, it, you don't see uh, $3,100 increases much. But nope. the, the change in position, I think, almost justified it. Um, 
at least you know you're not going to have a a midfielder that you're going to consider at 2800 it's just not but i understood the the uh the defender at that price but 6500 is about as expensive as i've ever seen I, in the premier league game i'm not even sure kieran trippier has gotten to the 6500 area so i think yeah i don't think he has yeah so they'll uh they'll have to work on that one a little bit but uh as you mentioned tierney uh, earlier and then mirrors are the top two that are actually going to play this week and then do you like i, I should have uh, brought him up earlier but julil anibaba is the uh the next highest price is that 5300 a, a worthy investment or do you think that's a little high probably not i like anibaba most weeks he's a, he's a good um outside back he's actually I think he's playing center back sometimes, and I'm not sure what his natural position is. I think it could be center back, mm-hmm. but um, he's just for that price. I'm I'm kind of scared on a short week, especially against a, a really good offense. Yeah. So, so back to that to this game, New York City FC at Real Salt Lake. There is only a single player in this game that is priced over seventy eight hundred dollars, and that. Not that that makes me think I'll just stay away from this one, but I'm not sure there's a lot that I want to look at in this game. <laughs> I think I could easily make 50 lineups and not have a single guy from this game, <laughs> unless, at least from the attacking side, I think Nick Ramondo will get, or Atnella if he happens to get the, the surprise start, I think those guys would get you know plenty of attention. Um, are there any others that that you like from this game, at least on the attacking side? Like, do you, are you comfortable playing uh, David Villa, or do you do you tend to go on the, the RSL side with someone like Saborio? Well, the here's the interesting thing that makes this game worth kind of paying attention to. Otherwise, to be honest, I don't think I'd be staying up for it on Saturday night. Um, it's Jason Kreiss's return oh, that's to, right. to that's Salt right. Lake. And it's a shame that he can't play forward because... <laughs> At one point, he was the all-time leading goal scorer in MLS. He was very good, and he would probably score if he got on the field this weekend. But <laughs> instead, he has to turn to David Villa, who I don't think is the best of buddies with him. No. Um, I think David Villa could score. Um, RSL's defense is pretty good, but um, they're good in a way that still doesn't make me confident of them in terms of consistency. Um yeah. So, Via, if you believe in somebody being due, which I don't really believe in things like that, but um, I guess you could say he is. But um, RSL is kind of interesting at home, playing their former coach that decided to leave them for this kind of big money, fancy New York team. Um, I feel like RSL is going to want to get on the board for their fans, and Sabarillo has been heating up lately, and um, he's... He's a veteran of that team, so I'd maybe look to him at seventy eight hundred. Yeah, it's a. You're not going to have to spend much if you're going to look at this game for, for attacking options. The one that um, I want to discuss very quickly was on the New York side was Kiri Shelton, who, uh, at the beginning of the season, it seemed very clear that um, Adam Nemitz should not be starting for New York City, <laughs> and the. Every time the, the the game totally changed. Every time Shelton came in for Nemich, and Christ finally realized that Nemich wasn't uh, wasn't likely to produce enough. And really, Mullins is is the one that that replaced him well. But Shelton always seems like he has the most energy on the on the field. He came off the bench last week and scored that late uh, equalizer. Do you think he'll be able to justify 
Like, is he worth a $5,200 price if he starts? Um, I don't think so. I think there's better ways to use your money, yeah. um, whether it's going down and paying for maybe those one of those Colorado strikers who's getting their debut in the league, um, or, or trying to spend up and saving money elsewhere. I just, Shelton is a player that is promising, but I think he should continue to start off the bench um, while he gets comfortable. Really, uh, NYCFC is just kind of a dumpster fire. I had to rank, <laughs> I had to rank Medi Bellucci this week. Yeah, you did. Was, I noticed that. That was so painful. Um, but he, he's been playing pretty well, sad, sad to say. So, yeah, this game doesn't offer much in terms of attacking options uh, for your fantasy team. Yeah. I'll probably stay away just so I don't have to make any late changes. <laughs> uh, going to Sunday. We've got Philadelphia at the Red Bulls. I don't know if they call this one of those I-95 uh, der- derbies or whatnot. But um, the interesting thing, and maybe I'll, I'll include the Orlando at San Jose uh, match in here, because the in terms of forwards, we're looking at Bradley Wright Phillips and Skyler's favorite, Chris Wondolowski. Are you comfortable with anyone other than those two guys in terms of a forward on Sunday? Oof, that is a tough question, and the answer is probably no. Kyle Laren has been playing well, but San Jose has been really impressive on defense lately. Particularly at home. Yes, and they're probably one of the better defensive sides in the league, but I don't think you would ever hear anybody talking too much about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... The the interesting thing to me is you kind of have to pick between Wright Phillips, Wando, and Kaka. Those you yeah. can't you can't fit all three of them, but you definitely want to get two of them, I would think. Yeah, my and, my thought is to stay away from Kaka, and which seems crazy to me. He's up to eleven thousand eight hundred, which clearly that's got to be some sort of you know price adjustment based on the the smaller slate, but because that's that's an absurd price for a player that, who's only scored uh, off of a penalty in, in weeks, it feels like. Well, the four weeks before this past game, he didn't top five points once. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> right. And I think last week was the week I said, you know what, I'm not falling for it anymore. So, of course, he scored. <laughs> and he got an assist. But uh, I, looking at the, the midfield options other than Kaká, so looking at guys like, you know, Lloyd Sam and Kledstein and Maidana, even Felipe Martins, I I think I think the decision is easy to go with Wright Phillips and Wando, but it almost leaves you having I, I don't usually like playing a, a midfielder in my flex spot, but I'm not sure any of the forwards are worth it. Um, do you disagree? Agree? It it depends on the starting lineups. Um, if Mike Grella starts, yep. he's not a bad option at 5000 Um He's not a great option, but another player that I liked before he got injured was CJ Sapong. He was really looking promising on the wing in Philadelphia, kind of like a a poor man's uh, Agadello. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that really should pique anybody's interest <laughs> when, I, when I phrase it that way, but um, it... I think he's clear to play now, so it's just a matter of if, if he's in the starting lineup. Um, Arista Guieta, of course, I, I'm a fan of, but I don't know if you can justify kind of paying 6300 for him until he shows us something. Yep. Adam John, 
at forty eight hundred has been uh, has been solid. But Orlando's defense is is looking pretty good, I guess. Um, they just shut out shut out uh, the Galaxy four to nothing. I don't know. I think I'm probably leaning towards three midfielders too. But it's it's also tough to get these midfielders in. Um, if you're paying ten thousand for for your two forwards, yeah, that's fair. Would you would you consider Grella um, the Red Bulls equivalent to Luke Moore? Um, no, I don't think so. Grella can play out wide, um, and he's he's not really a known quantity because he's he's getting his first true action uh, this season. He kind of bounced around and got cut from some other teams. Um, I think just he's a more of a product of who's around him um, with Kleshton, Lloyd Sam, Bradley Wright Phillips, Felipe Martins. Uh, anyone playing in the attack with those guys deserves consideration. Mm-hmm. Are there any really cheap options that you like to, to help pay for these guys? Um, once again, it comes down to the starting lineups, and I think Orlando could provide us with a good option if it's Brian uh, Roches at forty four hundred at forward, Martin uh, Peterson is four thousand, or Carlos Rivas is forty seven hundred, and those are all three uh, guys at forward who, if they get a start, um, probably on the wing, um, at least for Rivas and Roches and Peterson would have to be in a Two two man forward position, which we haven't seen too much of, mm-hmm. but but I think that's an option. They just played two games last week, and they're probably trying to get some of these players back in the lineup. Um, they're a cheap person I'd consider in my flex. Okay, and on the defensive side, do you prefer the San Jose defense or the team playing against Philly? <laughs> I definitely prefer the Red Bulls yeah. on defense. Um, that's this this slate probably has a better chance of two clean sheets than the one on Saturday. Um, I don't know about that per se, but there's definitely two favorite teams, and Philly Philly's just really tough to uh, to want any part of offensively. Yeah. You almost well, you you have to choose somebody from Philly or Orlando because you can't make up your lineup just based on two teams. Right. So, yeah, you're, you you got to go somewhere. My my guess for me is that it's going to be Maidana just because of the crosses, that I feel like that's a decent enough floor that I can do that, because I'm certainly not going to go on the defensive side there, most likely. Right. I think... I think I'm probably going to go with Orlando, because there's, there's just more options, and I think they have a better a better chance to kind of steal a piece of that game in terms of dominating the play than Philadelphia has against against New York. I just don't see Philadelphia having more than a, a five-minute stretch where they are playing better than the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we should point out that Aurelian Collin has been playing pretty well lately, goal and assist in his last two, so yep. that's certainly an option. 4700 is not that cheap for a defender, but it's... It's no uh, Jordan Allen. <laughs> Have I compared him and uh, Laurent Simon yet from Montreal? I don't think so. I mean, that, that comparison 
I think probably came to me originally because they're both bald <laughs> and they both are um, risky defenders in terms of tackles. And they also both like to get up the field when they can and get into the box. Um, now that you're but, saying this, I think you did do this. Maybe on a barometer you might have uh, Yeah, have uh, that out. I don't know if I've written about them. Maybe in my in my picks last week for hmm. Daily Fantasy. But yeah, I mean, Collins, a, he's a good option, but he's pretty expensive for a center back. Sure. He's in that John Terry range where he he will get in a, few, a goal or an assist and so people start talking and you can kind of forget that he's a center back. Right. Because you get that production. But it's just for the way the, draft, the DraftKings game is set up, it's just not, not worth it all. Mondo goals, a little different because you get those uh, points for passes. But Yeah, absolutely. Even, even still, but... Orlando's Orlando's defense might be where you want to grab uh, a player from the two underdog teams um, with either Shea or Luke Bowden. Yes, I I struggle paying that much for Shea at this yep. point. Especially if you're getting Wright Phillips and Wondolowski. Exactly, exactly. You can't you can't get Shea, and then you probably I want uh, Robles in goal. So sure, it's it's a tough slate to to fit all the players you want in on Sunday. Yeah, Shea is 6,800, uh, which is uh, the highest, I believe, yeah, the highest of the weekend uh, for a defender, which that's absurd to me. 6,800, my God. Uh, but at least uh, compared to Allen, at least he's playing on a, a team where he's going to get a lot of looks. Yeah. He almost scored and this. He's playing. <laughs> yeah, he's playing well, too. 68. Oof, man. <laughs> the next highest is 5,000, which is, you don't see a 1,800 point drop. From one to too much, but so you get right. Breck Shan a short slate. But <laughs> so who's the? Uh, what do you think is the biggest uh, scoreline this weekend of the whole weekend? For one side or for the both teams combined? Let's do both. Oof. Maybe Portland and Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Chicago Columbus is also a game that that might surprise in terms of Chicago. Uh, putting one or two on the board. Um, Colorado feels like with their new guys coming in, at the team's excited. They're at home. Feels like they could get a goal, and we know Vancouver is very capable. Sure. Um, I'm kind of talking myself through this one. Let's see. That's all right. Uh, Sporting and Seattle. That, that, that's the one I keep looking at, and I feel like this one is either going to be 4-3 or it's going to be one nothing. The, I feel like Seattle is always the first team someone looks at when they think about a, a blowout game but or a high-scoring game. Um, and I guess that's just because of the, the personnel that they have. Um, but I'm not even so much looking at it as just from their side. I think Sporting Kansas City can surely score on them. They, maybe they maybe can. I'm swayed by, by Wednesday's result. Yeah, I think um, – well, I think they're going to be tired. So I think if anything, you're looking at their talent being able to grab a goal or two, and mm-hmm. then Seattle just being able to bury um, two to three to four, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is a great weekend of games here. I think there's a lot of intriguing options. Yeah, on on each day, I feel like you got at least a. Although, I, I say that, and I, I'm getting less and less excited about Sunday the more I look at the, the rest of the <laughs> the slates, but. How about one player we didn't talk about was if uh, the Galaxy on Friday start Sebastian Leggett, who mm-hmm. just came over from West Ham's yep. uh, youth team. Uh, I think he's 3,000 on on DraftKings. That could be a good option against Houston. Yeah, he uh, 
sparked not that he sparked the controversy himself, but did you hear what Bruce Arena had to say about? Uh, I think it was Philadelphia put in New a, England. Oh, it was, it was in New England. Yeah, the discovery claim put in the discovery claim just to to get a few extra bucks, even though they had no intention of getting it. One of those <laughs> wonderful MLS rules that nobody knows about until they happen, and then you yep. go back to having to explain why it makes why they think it makes sense at least but it was humorous because they had just come out with their um those they never really disclosed those rules before never. had a, a set system for them and then i think like a couple of days before that happened they finally came out with the the set of rules it still wasn't exactly crystal clear but it it was much better um in terms of disclosing it and then, of course, right away, there's a controversy. Yeah, I don't think anything is ever really crystal clear with MLS. So, <laughs> nope, the, uh, probably not for a while. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but on, on on that note, we're going to end this week's podcast. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, we actually won't have a Premier League one next week, although we may have uh, our standard summer shenanigans where we talk about rumors that probably will never come to fruition but we'll we'll plan on having another MLS one. I'm not sure if Skyler will join us. He may not have slept for a few days uh thanks to a new new baby in the house, but Skyler if you're listening, uh congrats again and uh we'll talk to you and JD thanks thanks for all the advice this week. Yeah, good luck guys. Thanks. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.